Hey everybody, welcome to Cinema Circuit. Uh, my name is Paul. I'm Jake. I'm Aiden. I'm Colton. <laughs> and yeah, this is Cinema Circuit. We're on season two, episode three. And today we're going to be talking about the um, new Adam McKay film on Netflix called Don't Look Up. Um, I will kick it off with a synopsis, which is, it's pretty short. It's Two low-level astronomers must go on a giant media tour to warn mankind of an approaching comet that will destroy planet Earth. Um, that's a pretty vague description of it, but um, Don't Look Up came out at the end, December 5th, 2021. Like I mentioned, it uh, was directed by Adam McKay, stars big name, a lot of big names like Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, Jennifer Lawrence, Ariana Grande, Kate Blanchett. Timothy Charlemagne, Meryl Streep, Chris Evans, and I think Google Google snubbed Jonah Hill real quick off that top list, but um, Jonah Hill has a pretty big role. Um, and it's uh, it does, in my opinion, it does a good job of at least for our times bringing comedy to a lot of modern issues and you know playing on a lot of modern political uh, concerns. Um, Overall, the general reception of it was very mixed. Either people loved it or they hated it. Um, so I think that's a good point to see what you guys thought. I'll start with, because uh, on my screen, um, for those of you watching, Jake is to my right. <laughs> so I'll start with Jake and we'll kind of go down the line of, uh, you know, what was your initial reaction? What was your first thoughts? And, you know, what else do you think of the movie? Cast, otherwise? Uh yeah, the first thing, since it had both intro and outro credits, the first thing that's hard to ignore is that there's just, you just see all the different names. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm wondering how it's going to go. Um, and it was just, you know, it's strange at first. I was just like not interested. And then like, as soon as like, like, oh, why does this number, whatever they were referencing, why does it keep getting smaller and smaller? And you see that initial bit of fear on Leo's face and I was like and then I mean I was like all right it's our, we're already getting to the serious after the little bit of her just sitting there listening to whoever I can't I don't want to guess the group off the top of my head and be wrong but it was Wu-Tang just, Clan I thought it was Wu-Tang Clan but I was like but what if I say it and I'm very wrong I didn't want that but <clears throat> just doing her thing and I was just like okay if this is going to be a couple minutes I don't really care and then just very quickly they like have a whole lot of the you, you get that initial no one gives a damn because i mean obviously outside of the president being the president and being a, a busy person they're just like oh yeah I, you kind of quickly get that oh yeah they don't we don't care no one cares and you know you roll through that trend and and then i was pretty hooked after that especially after the general was like oh hey it's like 10 bucks for, for snacks and it's like that man is making big time like almost $200,000 worth of money a year and this man needs to sell snacks that are free but other than that I mean it it does a lot it the whole movie does a lot and at times it's kind of overbearing sometimes it's very towards I think about halfway through it starts to just kind of have a a natural flow to it but I think for the first half it was just really jumbling around because it really had to set up these different things of oh he's the super awkward guy who can't do interviews or do anything and she's you know 100% probably, you know, she knows how to speak to people, doesn't, you know, trying to get the point across. And they have that other man from NASA whose name 
is escaping me. And, you know, they seem like they're going to get it done. You just see everyone flip around and switch roles a little bit. He becomes uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's character, just completely good with the media, 180s, a lot of things and his morals and everything else. Jennifer Lawrence's character just stops giving a shit and just it jumps around a lot. And I kind of have a, I enjoyed it a lot, but I, I'm not sure if it's one that I could watch again, just for the, I don't think the experience would be anywhere near the same. I, I don't know how anyone, Aiden, I'm not sure how you feel about that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like a lot of the ways, like, especially not being able to watch it again. Um, I mean, it certainly had a lot of allegories. I think he was trying to hit all, like almost all the major aspects to like satirize in like modern media pop culture kind of stuff with like celebrities lives being more important than like world ending apocalypse um and i think it kind of spreads itself a little too thin and it doesn't like it, it just keeps like it felt a little hand-fisted in some of the aspects um and it has like a really star-studded cast that you'd think it would be a little bit better than it is uh i still think it's a pretty good movie but it's i don't know it just felt like i i was expecting it to be a lot better and it was just like yeah this is good like this I, like a lot of it is like it feels pretty good like there are a lot of really good parts and then there's a lot of parts where it's just like okay like let's just move on um and then like just kept going kind of uh I, like halfway through it, it felt like they solved it but like they didn't like because it just kept it felt like it just kept going essentially for me uh, towards the end. Uh, what about you, Colton? What do you, what do you think about? Oh, I, I enjoyed it. It was like really dark, but not like in a way that's going to like, not like in like a really the darkest of comedy kind of way where it really makes you kind of like think just how ridiculous everything around us is a lot of the time because it's like so like almost harrowingly true because like some of the situations they like get in especially when they're trying to like break the news they're like yo this is happening like it kind of felt like I could totally see that situation being played out in real life like if two scientists came forward and said like this was going to happen I could 100% see it kind of playing out like this and that kind of scares me and it kind of like filled me with a little bit of existential dread as I was watching it out it was just like a really it was it was a good movie I think it was really heavy at times though because of how that like relation to like wow this is so absolutely ridiculous that I can absolutely see it happening and I liked I liked that because it's also kind of the message that the two characters are trying to bring forward towards the beginning before they kind of like change before the fame and everything and the insanity of the life changes them the message they're trying to come forward is this is a real thing just like real life it's not always happy sometimes it's sad and scary and it something needs done about this but everybody around them just wants to keep looking at like distracting themselves like the whole movies don't look up like everybody's just doing everything they can to really not see the problem in front of them and solve it and I, I i like the message a lot 
I like Adam McKay's work. There was some of the things that I didn't really understand. Like he kept just throwing in stock footage of like animals, like in a field and stuff. And I know it's like probably the message he's trying to bring forward is like, this is what we're fighting to preserve. And this is what's important. And, but like, it was yeah. sometimes it was like, unnecessary or like parts where he just has like random shots of like somebody's wrists and stuff. And maybe some of it was like, uh, like innuendos to like, uh, develop their character more. But like, I didn't really notice. Sometimes it just seemed like they were going to just random shots of stuff around a room. Um, yeah, it but, felt a little out of place. Yeah, yeah. Other than that, I, I think the movie was pretty good. I definitely couldn't watch it again. It was just too much. <laughs> it was like a it was like a really, really hardcore version of idiocracy. Yeah. 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 Especially like the greed halfway yeah. through the movie, yeah. where it's just like, all right, we're actually gonna see if we can make a lot of money off this. And I was like, this definitely would happen in real life. Like, there's no way that somebody's like, well, I'm gonna take this four percent chance to live and maybe make a million dollars. Yeah. More. One hundred percent. Yeah, it's definitely an exaggerated truth for sure, just for the comedy aspect of it. But I also think it's uh, a good way for them to express like a cautionary tale. You know, it's like, I feel like it's Netflix's version of 1984. Yeah. Uh, You know, where it's like, okay, like there's obviously theirs was more government related. um, But like, hey, you know, we could, this is a, a possibility. Like we joke about it and make lighthearted lightheartedness of it, um, but you know this is kind of the reality of um, where the United States is and how everything is like. Oh yeah, you know it needs to be either black and white and um, how people kind of just need to find middle ground to come together to, you know, it's for as stereotypical as it sounds or cliche. It's like you know to fight a common enemy sort of deal, um, but yeah, no, I. I'm in the same boat where I, I did. I enjoyed a lot of it the first time. It had a really good cast. I think for a Netflix original movie, it was done really well and it played like an Adam McKay movie for sure. Um, would I rewatch it again? I think maybe if I was sitting down to watch it with someone else to see what they would think, absolutely. Um, but in terms of me rewatching it, you know, it's one of those films where I got done watching it. I was happy that I watched it. Um, but one of my first things is I'm like, is this going to stand the test of time? Like five years from now, is this going to be, you know, seem very unfathomable or, you know, be like, oh yeah, this did not, this did not age well because of X or because of this or that. Um, well, if it doesn't age well, it could become one of those like day after tomorrow, 2012 movies where like the world right. ends and it just kind of is like an apocalyptic movie with a little bit of like a, uh, you know, kind of depressing irony to it slash like satire yeah more morbid more like uh you know twisted into it um there's a few things i i guess colton mentioned it about the editing and i kind of like just remembered this but at the very end when they're all sitting around the table and the nasa guy i i couldn't remember his name either um it's in there and they're talking about like store-bought versus homemade pies and it's just a still image of him. And he's saying, yeah, I prefer store-bought pies. You know, that might be weird, but like, I like him more. And it, it, there's no emotion or anything to the, the shot. And it's like, a, it lingers for like a few seconds. And I had to like rewind it a couple of times because I thought that like Netflix 
like messed up or like my tv had like an issue but no it's just like a weird editing choice that he had him not move and then they did like the slow motion thing with like the house exploding so it, it felt like it was the editing probably was just like filling some stuff in it maybe like some of the shots weren't like all the way or like there's just a little out of place yeah and I, I mean it was definitely one of those things where maybe he was using it almost as like an experimental film to see you know some stuff he hasn't tried to see what was what worked what what won't work um you know just to see how how far he can push to dive more into like more serious films and stuff like that well um, he's he's done some more serious stuff like the big short yeah that's so that's it, it felt a little bit like it didn't live up to that movie in a way right I yeah so like uh, like i just mentioned oh go ahead cole i was gonna say i agree with like uh you guys are saying how like in the future if it's going to stand the test of time and look back like is it going to be relevant and i think it's uh, the only way it doesn't get relevant is like either it gets better in real life or you know it gets more worse and it's more soaked in commercialism and everybody's just trying to make it buck and it's it's i think it i i think it might stand the test of time but uh i could see it becoming kind of like a well-received like almost like a cult movie but like I don't think it will. I could sure. totally see it if it does get like a strong following though, because I, I think the movie's good and it has a good message, but. Yeah, I mean, going a little bit off what Aiden said, like, you know, talking, comparing it to like 2012. And I remember watching that. And that one is one I've actually seen a handful of times. Not like I went out of my way to do it. I kind of went in the room and like, oh, hey, there was nothing else on. Because it, it generally was something I could rewatch because I think it, it has a general tone of like the world's ending and it hits on, oh, hey, you know, you're only going to survive if you work really hard at it or you're someone important or you just have a lot of money. And they hit on a lot of those things similar, I think, in some aspects to this film. But I also going with the fact it definitely did a little bit too much and stretched itself thin. I still think it hit hard on a lot of those points. And I think when you look at just how straight to the point 2012 was compared to this movie. I don't think it's going to, it could maybe down the line hit one of those cult classic things. Like you said, Colton, depending on how much better or worse it gets, but I, I could just, I think just also just based on how I, I guess jarring at times it is with either what they're doing, how it's edited. I don't think it had, I don't think it ever will because it's just a lot. Yeah, and I think I think in that aspect too, the one thing it has going for it is it stands itself as a comedy movie. So anything cheesy that they might have done, they're like, okay, it's part of the comedy movie. Whereas like 2012 tried to be a serious movie and had a lot of cheese. So everyone's like, wow, this is god awful. You know, it, it wasn't like you know you can always look at a comedy and see something cheesy and find like, oh, okay, they intentionally did that and like you move on. You don't sit and stew on it. Um, so I think that absolutely has something going for it in terms of an apocalyptic movie. Um, and then I will say, even though, you know, there were some odd, odd uh, director choices and visual choices at times. Um, the one thing was I never got lost with the plot. I'm like, 
I, I never was like, okay, why are they doing this? Like, why are they, you know, well, why are we showing this? Like, what relevance does this have? Um, it was always relevant and stayed, okay, this is where we are. This is where we found this comet-headed Earth up until the point where, you know, it inevitably hits Earth. You know, they're just filling in the gaps of mainly Leonardo DiCaprio's story and then Jennifer Lawrence's story. Um, so I, I will say, I, I think, uh, and again, he usually does. Um, Adam McKay did well with following, you know, uh, the plot point and making sure that the audience didn't get lost really at any point. Um, he always had a reason for, you know, developing certain characters and um, definitely brought a lot of modern political points. Uh, again, exaggerated them, of course, for comedy reasons, but, um, you know, developed, I think, in my opinion, a, a decent modern cautionary tale. Um, made the best out of it with a comedy. And it was funny, too, because I remember I knew nothing of this movie before uh, when we added it to uh, what we wanted to do. I had no idea what it was. I watched a trailer for it before I watched it, and it totally sets itself up. Like, I think I'm going to get, like, some whimsical tale. Like, ah, it's the end of the world, you know. Maybe the lesson learned will be, like, make the best of what you have and appreciate it. And I thought it was going to be, like, a like an Adam McKay kind of, like, back when he was with doing movies with Will Ferrell, that kind of comedy. But it was just – it was way darker than I thought it was going to be after, like, 20 minutes into the movie. I think he kind of started to piece that together. Yeah, and I, I mean, again, I uh, you know, where there's there's some, I don't want to say negative points, but, but some points we brought up where it's like, oh, you know, does this hurt or help the movie? Um, I think that's definitely, you know, a good point to acknowledge and kind of go off of. I know, I looking at it right now, looking off my phone, um, it's actually up for Best Picture as one of the categories. Um, definitely has some other big players, but I think you know, whether or not this ages well, whether or not it was like the best or worst Leonardo DiCaprio movie, whatever the case may be, I think it sets an industry standard for what a Netflix film could be. Because when I saw, the, uh, when I originally saw this trailer way back when, I thought it was, I just assumed it was going to be a movie that was going to be in theaters, you know? You oh, see yeah. Leonardo That's DiCaprio, bad. Jennifer yeah. Lawrence, Meryl Streep, it's just like, oh yeah, it's going to be a big, big movie theater production, but and, you know, it, as time goes on, especially with everything that's happened with COVID, they're like, okay, can we make a big production like this and have it be successful on Netflix? And I, again, regardless of ratings, I think it's proven that if it's gone all the way to the Oscars. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, yeah. There's, been, think, there's been a couple movies like that, right? That have gotten, like, nominated for major awards. Like, uh, with The Irishman, that was yeah. uh, straight to Netflix, wasn't it? Yep. Uh, Netflix. Yeah. yeah. So. I think... Uh, as things progress, we're starting to see how more and more of these exclusive streaming platform movies and series be like really, really big contenders. What were you, what would you want to say, Aiden? Oh, I was going to say, I, I think it's actually probably going to be forgotten like a year or two for the most part. Because I, like, if you look at most of his movies, uh, Adam McKay's movies in the past, all like the comedies, they're very quotable. They have like a lot of like funny, like quips and like memorable spots to it that is funny uh with this movie it is kind of funny but it is more funny in like a somber like morbid way like uh like isn't this like a, a funny sad state of things how like reality is 
but there's not really anything that you're going to quote it on. And then once everybody's really seen it, um, you might have a few people like way down the line be like, oh, does anyone remember this like uncut, like, you know, this uncut gem or whatever and like whatnot. But like in, in like a few years, I don't think anyone's going to really be saying like, oh, remember that movie? Like, remember how funny it was? Like, why, why are we watching this right now? And then they'll put it on and be like, oh, yeah, this is kind of a downer. Um, right like it's not going to be like an anchor man or Step yeah Brothers. no yeah. so like i think that's the part where it kind of like fails a little bit in terms of like longevity where it's just it's not going to last in people's minds that much yeah I yeah agree with you. and honestly just i think the biggest overarching thing that i mean we've mentioned a lot of times if it didn't have as big a cast as it does I mean, even with just a couple of those names, I still think it would have got as many people watching it as it did. But if you didn't, it's one of those where it's it's got too many phenomenal actors and actresses in it for people to not want to watch it. So I think for a lot of other people who are just like, they just, oh, I'm always going to watch something with Leonardo DiCaprio in it. Or like, I'm a big Meryl Streep fan because Meryl Streep is awesome. You know, I don't. I always like to give you know anything a chance if someone recommends it nine times out of ten, but I don't know if it would have as much success if it did if it didn't have the people that it did. And I think that might also be in part because it's Adam McKay who has a, a good track record of making good movies. And I mean, I mean, I haven't seen all of his stuff, but I'd say that probably out of what I've seen, this is probably my favorite movie of his just because it goes all over the place. And it, it takes those aspects of how he, like you said, he makes a lot of different, you know, kind of more comedic films and different things, but he's able to twist it and still have it. It's like, okay, I can see where his other bits come in, but he's still doing something, I, I guess, more different than what he normally does. I don't want to say completely different because I don't, like I said, I haven't seen everything, so I don't want to. Yeah, like that at least stood out to you. Yes. As like something different that he's done. Yeah. I, no, I, I mean, to like you know trying new things and new ideas are always welcome in my book so respect for that yeah absolutely um and i mean even looking at his portfolio i didn't realize he um also did vice um i, I think he directed vice as well as helped write it it might have been a co-writer um oh he said he directed write it and pro- wrote and produced um vice so I think maybe it was this step of like, okay, how can I take some of the serious elements of Vice and then? It's like amped up. Like, how can I, I take this like dark comedy and some turn it up a little it. bit more? I saw something earlier today where he said that uh, the like the idea for Don't Look Up came to him from like an actual fear that he has that like how like society would kind of react or like I guess like the government in a way would react to like something like this, I guess more of like climate change is more of like an imminent thing, which is why I think a lot of the weird uh, nature shots came in to help you like maybe connect it, maybe do what I, th- I think, I think Colton, you said they like to show us what we're losing. Um, so like, I don't know, I think it just feels more of like a pet project to him a little bit more like he's already done all the the stepbrothers brothers the anchormans man's i don't know i can't talk um you know all those but this is more feels like a personal thing that he wants to make rather than 
it being like a standard thing that he has to make. Sure. Yeah, I agree with that too. Yeah, and I think um, again, I th- I think that Leonardo DiCaprio always gets wrongfully snubbed. I think it's for like awards and stuff like that. Um, I do think he was definitely a strong point for this film. Um, definitely helped carry this film. He always does a really good job. Uh, you know, he he's been similar, but also I feel like for this role, it was a nice change of seeing Leonardo DiCaprio as like someone who's awkward and not comfortable with himself to start off um, just because of how, I mean, glorified he is in different roles. And I mean, even went from being like this badass survivor in The Revenant um, to like, you know, big stock guy, um, Wall Street guy and Wolf of Wall Street too. You know, we really get to see how he develops a character from awkward to um, confident and uh, assured in what he believes in and stuff like that. So I thought uh, that was very cool to see. And then really haven't seen Jennifer Lawrence in much um, in recent times. I know she kind of took a step back from acting. So um, it was good good to see her take on a different role, more unique role for her um, yeah. outside of, you know, I think she she took a lot of fame and didn't want to fall into that like cast type after hunger games of um, certain things, kind of like with different actors. Like, I mean, won't go too into it, but like with Robert Pattinson, who we're going to, we're going to talk about the Batman later on this season, but you know how he wanted to get out of that tight cast of like the twilight thing. And he took on a bunch of like a 24 films, worked with them, different kind of roles. Um, I think this was a good, uh, I don't want to say experiment, but a good test run to see how she can perform in a role like she did. Well, she was also an X Men, and those movies were awful. So I think she's trying that's, to get out of true. that too. She yeah, doesn't want yeah. to be a uh, mystique. Oh, yeah, I forget that she did that. Yeah, just, I, uh, yeah. I think I, she wants us that. to forget that she did that. <laughs> I think a lot of people do, um, considering that. Uh, I think what Patrick Stewart's going to be. Professor X and the new Doctor Strange and not uh, not, not young Professor X. Yeah, right. Yeah, absolutely. I can't even remember um, his He's name hair, off the top so. of my head. Uh, yeah. Rory something. Rory. It, why do I? I'm so wrong. Now I got to look it up. Uh, <laughs> Professor like, Rory. Rory. Yeah. <laughs> not before, I was thinking of the actor's name. Oh. Uh, He's been in a lot of popular stuff too, but I can't remember his name off the top yeah, of my he's head. A, uh, somehow he's a very underrated actor. Yeah, it's because his whole you know quality has been dropped down from X Men. <laughs> Only go up from here. Yeah, James McAvoy. Where did I pull Rory? James Mac. I was like, I don't think I know an actor named Rory. But, uh, I don't. James I McAvoy, know. better known as Rory. <laughs> that just James. like it's That's like the person like Rory. Madonna. Like Madonna, yeah. just Rory. Um, um, you'll like, uh, like how supposedly Toby Maguire only goes by Tugboat Toby in certain scenarios. <laughs> um, I will, I will only be acknowledged as Rory. Thank you. Thank my you. stage name. But, but yeah, no, I again think the cast did a good job. It was just a matter of this film was experimental, so, um. I think overall, the killer for me is the rewatch value. I think we're all kind of on the same page of that. 
I would give it like personally, I'll give it like a 7.5 out of 10. Um, I had a good time with it. I was entertained with it, um, but I didn't love it. Again, I, I don't really have much to bash it. Just um, didn't quite live up to the hype that I was hoping it to be. Um, that like, again, I can watch this movie every once in a while if somebody has it on. Okay, I'll keep, I'll watch it. I'll be entertained, but I'm not going to go out of my way to try and own, own a copy of this. You don't want the collector's box set? <laughs> the uh, Adam McKay director's cut? <laughs> what about you, Colton? What do you think? Um, I would give the movie probably like a, I'd give it like a solid seven, like, which is, I like to think a seven is pretty good. Yeah, no, there's, there's nothing wrong with, um, you know, a, a seven rating. I mean, that doesn't make it like a bad film. I mean, yeah, even, sure. even judging anything off, above like, five. Yeah. Anything above five is yeah. like the, the neutral point. Anything above five, I think is a good movie inherently, but. And I, I agree with that too. And I know even, um, when Aiden started doing this with us, there were some people who were like, why does Aiden rate movies so harshly? And I'm like, well, <laughs> I was going to say it doesn't, it doesn't make it a bad film if it's. No, you know, five's it's average. It's like, it's, yeah, it's, it's watchable. It's good. It's, it's fine. It passes. Right, uh, yeah. yeah. Right. I it, think this was, I think this was better than average. I think it was better than a six. I don't think it's an eight. Like I, like I, like, I don't think I could watch this again because of how, like, I it is. I was getting like anxiety watching it because it's just so like it almost hit close too close to home, you know. Sure. Like a lot of the like I said, a lot of those like scenes in that movie was like a dark, like comedic and amped up. They are. It just felt like it's like almost too real. Uh, I definitely I think it's a seven. I wouldn't watch it again, but I would recommend it. You know for other people to see for the first time. And I think Leonardo DiCaprio and all the actors, all the actors' performance in this movie are incredible. I think one of the best performances in the movie, other than like the main two were uh, probably, I can't, I cannot put my name on the actor's name, but he played the uh, tech, the, like the large the tech company. Guy? Oh, no, no. oh, like the Steve Jobs adjacent. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He has yeah, the dash phones that automatically yeah. buy things. Right. Uh, Peter, whatever his name is. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was, was like so Peter. Good. That was really funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he got that role to like uh, like spot on. Even the, the soft spoken, the kids on stage, just yelling that, at them. That was like, yeah, that was. I like. He reminds was, me more like, of who's the. Who's the guy who came after Steve Jobs? Who's running Apple now? Tim Cook. Tim Cook. He remind, Tim definitely Apple, yeah. reminds me of Tim Cook. He's, for right, sure. yeah. Yeah. He's like Peter, Tim Cook yeah. with like Bill Gates with how he talks a little bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Peter Isherwell. That was his I name. I think the movie has like incredible acting. It's got a good message. I recommend it, but I wouldn't watch it again. Seven out of ten. I, I would say that's exactly pretty much spot on with what I would say. I was a little spooked by it. Um, a little, a little scared. Uh, almost some of the comedy was almost like not even funny to me anymore. It's just kind of like how deranged can this get? <laughs> yeah. um, and and still be believable. Um, but yeah, like I think I think it was a good movie. I think it was like just if not to watch it for all the cast working together, like Ariana Grande like snapping 
on Kid uh, Cudi. Yeah, Kid Cudi. Uh, she snaps on Leonardo DiCaprio when he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry that you dumped like your boyfriend." After she's like, "Oh, like you look whatever. Like, like you guys look fine." And then he's like, "Oh, thanks." And then actually, she's like, "Fuck off." Immediate, yeah, immediately just starts ripping into him. Keep your face out of my business. Uh, I'd give it a, I'd give it a six. Because after about the first half, it it falls pretty hard for me. I mean, I was still interested, but it's like even with like it did have good performances. There were just times where I just I kind of like I was paying well, kind of like when you drive a car and you have all the muscle memory of like I'm paying attention, I'm following what's happening, but you're not fully in. If that makes sense, that's yeah, kind of like how, you run on autopilot for a little yeah. bit. Yeah, like you, like the the lights change. You see the stop signs. Everything's good. You're following, but you're not really psychologically fully there. That's how I felt for a good chunk of it. About halfway, I can't really pinpoint where halfway was, and it just felt long. Um, but I think all intents and purposes, I mean, I agree. Uh, we, I wouldn't watch it again myself, at least not for a while. I would recommend it to someone just for the the different people just to to try it because the whole it is different and maybe that's part of the reason where i'm like if i watched it again i'd have a different opinion but for as much as it's doing and all things that we talked about i'd give it a solid six but for all intents and purposes i guess we average out to be about a seven anyway between the four of us so yeah yeah i will say that's that was going to be my next point i'm impressed so far with the season how close Um, everything is how close we've all had the same opinion i'm just waiting for the bomb to drop for one movie for like us to be like yeah that was really good and then someone to be like like, that was total shit what's Uh, the next movie we're we're the next movie which it might be that one um it's nobody uh it's a one (laughs) uh (laughs) automatic there you go automatic one done um it's a nobody to me yeah and uh so yeah that leads me to my next thing so the next movie will be nobody with bob odenkirk um i'm really excited to do that one uh i try i'm not going to try to go too deep into that save it for the next podcast but um definitely excited for that one i think that was the first movie i saw in movie theaters um after everything with covid uh and then they quit you know for a while they weren't putting movies in and i think nobody was one of the first big ones to come back to movie theaters um I saw it and had my opinion on it, which I'll share in the next episode. Uh, but yeah, it's kind of what we're gearing up to do. Um, again, I'm real curious what we all think. And I'm waiting, again, I'm waiting for that, that bomb to drop where it, it splits the group here. So we'll see if that's the one. Um, anything else from you guys? No, I'm, I've said pretty much everything I needed to about don't look yeah. up. Yeah, so this is uh, Cinema Circuit. Thanks for joining us, guys. Be sure to follow us on social media. Spotify, go listen to us on Spotify, um, Google Podcasts. There's a whole bunch of different outlets. We use Anchor, which is supported by Spotify. Um, we're in the process of trying to amplify the YouTube page and kind of catch up and get some better video content there. So just stay posted. Um, and yeah, if you have any requests, any comments, feel free to reach out to us on social media. And yeah, we look forward to the next episode. So um, thanks again, guys. And we'll see you next time. See you.